This is Pastor Leslie Doherty coming to you from Owensville Assembly of God. And we want to welcome you to our debut broadcast on KTUI Radio. Our hope and prayer is that this ministry will be a blessing and an inspiration to your life today and the days following. There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and
reading this morning from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 through 21. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God was making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that we in him might become the righteousness of God. Paul in his writing in 2 Corinthians establishes some very important doctrinal teaching. In verses 18 through 20, he uses the word reconciled or reconciliation four times. In verse 18, he reads, God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And in verse 19, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And so for us to grasp what Paul is saying, we need to understand the meaning of reconciliation or reconcile. It means to bring into agreement two parties who are at odds or conflict with each other. And so the apostle is establishing the fact that this is the condition of man or of us in our relationship with God. It's a spiritual condition. And the Bible speaks of this separation and God's desire to bring man back into a right relationship with him. In our text again in verse 19, Paul says, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And he tells us in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20, having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And in verse 21 we read, And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled. Yet I want to focus the message on Paul's words in verse 21. First of all, he has made him to be sin. And the focus is on the word he. In other words, this was God. That our redemption did not originate with man, but it originated with God. Again, in our text in verse 19, Paul said God was in Christ. As Paul said in Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And verse 4, verse four that he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. And secondly, Paul reveals to us of Christ has made him to be sin. We know that Christ was sinless. He was the spotless Lamb of God, the Bible tells us. He did not possess the nature of sin, yet he took upon himself our sins, in fact, the sin of the entire world. The writer in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. And in verse 6, he says, The Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, 
For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. And then thirdly, Paul tells us of Christ who knew no sin. Again, it's important to note that though Jesus became the substitute for us, that he bore our sins on the cross, yet he was without sin. He was the only man to ever live without sin. He was the one to whom Pilate had to confess that I find no fault in this man. And the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 1.19 that we were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The writer in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 26 tells us, For such is a high priest who became us, speaking of Christ, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. And we see in verse 21 that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, I believe there's much misunderstanding as to what righteousness is or what it means to be righteous. It means simply to be brought into right standing or relationship with God. In many cultures and religions, there is the felt need to be or to become righteous. Some feel the need to punish their own bodies. They flail themselves with whips or other instruments to show their loathing of their unworthiness. Somehow that they must appease their God or gods by acts of self-mutilation. But I believe that there are two forms of righteousness. One is true righteousness and one actually is not. First of all, there is man's righteousness or what we may call self-righteousness. And what I have just described is man's attempt at righteousness or a desire to be righteous or right in the sight of God by an individual's own efforts. Some examples of this, we go back to the very beginning in the creation of Adam and Eve. We see that after they disobeyed God, they did that which was forbidden. And in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 7, it says this, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And I want you to notice it says they made themselves aprons or they made their own covering for their sin just as man still tries to do today in the sight of God. And we can find in the New Testament that Jesus used a parable to illustrate true righteousness and that which is self-righteousness. And this parable reads this way in Luke chapter 18, verses 10 through 13. It says, Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. And the Pharisee stood and prayed with himself and said, God, I thank you that I am not as other men are, who are extortioners, who are unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. Because I fast twice in the week, and I give tithes of all that I possess. But the publican, standing afar off, would not even so much as lift his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And of course, we know Jesus shows us who was truly righteous in this story. 
And the Bible reminds us in Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 10 and verse 3 of those who are righteous within themselves, he said, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. But let's look at true righteousness this morning. In verse 21 again, Paul said that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And again, the key words are in him. Paul tells us in Romans 10:4 that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. Philippians 3:9, this was Paul's prayer and his desire. He said that I would be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And Paul again tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30, But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So in closing this morning, apart from his righteousness, we have no righteousness in ourselves. The, the writer reminds us in Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 6 that but we are all as an unclean thing and all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. So today in listening to this broadcast, you have the opportunity to know and experience true righteousness which leads to eternal life. And the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. I trust that if you haven't made that commitment to Christ, that you will do so today. If it is your desire to accept Christ as your Savior and Lord, I invite you to repeat with me this prayer. Lord Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. I'm lost and in need of a Savior. Forgive me and cleanse me from all sin. From this day forward, help me to follow you as a new believer in true righteousness. This I ask in Jesus' name. Now, as a new believer and follower of Christ, I encourage you to read the Bible, pray daily, and join in worship with other Christians that you may grow and be encouraged in your walk with Christ. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today, and may the Lord bless you is our prayer. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. Word became flesh and the light shined among us, his glory revealed. Living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he just.
but now I see Twas grace that taught my heart to fear And grace my fears relieved How precious did that grace appear The I first believed my chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast today. If you would like to worship with us, we're located at 302 North Cuba Street in Woodsville. On Sunday morning, we have Christian Life classes for all ages at 9.30 a.m. Our morning worship is at 10.30 a.m. Sunday evening worship is at 6 p.m., except on the fourth Sunday of each month 
when we host a Christian film at 4 p.m. Our Wednesday evening Bible study is at 6 p.m. And you can find our Facebook page at Owensville Assembly of God. May the Lord bless you as our prayer.